I lead to me, a leader is not a boss. Anyone mm. can say do this, do that, blah blah blah. That that's not a leader. We a leader leads by example. Greetings, leaders, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 2, Episode 18, Minority Business Development, featuring Rosanna Mokehi. Developing a business in Western North Carolina as a minority has its challenges. However, with a BIPOC representative in the city of Asheville working in the Business Inclusion Office makes that dream much more obtainable. Let's talk about it. Greetings, leaders, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Leadership is Podcast, Season 2, Episode 18. I am your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development. With us today, we have our special guest, Ms. Rosanna Mulcahy, who is working out of the Business Inclusion Office from the Asheville uh, city of Asheville. Uh, Rosanna is an experienced program coordinator with a demonstrated history of working in the professional training and coaching industry. She's skilled in nonprofit organizations, small business lending, budgeting, business planning, internal audit, and event planning. Her main focus will be ensuring that, you know, from the city of Asheville, her main focus is ensuring that bids for contracts to work with the city have proper inclusive language, working with businesses on how to access city contracting opportunities, as well as supporting city departments on how to be more inclusive in our contracting processes. Welcome, Rosanna. Thank you, Jason. The first question I have for you is besides what I, you know, spoke or said there, you know, who are you and what do you do? Um, so like you said, my name is Rosanna Mulcahy and I work for the city of Asheville as the business inclusion manager. So my job there is to ensure that uh, MWBEs, um, which stands for Minority Women Business Enterprises, have an opportunity to um, learn and um, obtain uh, contracts with the city. So, um, and then I have to ensure that policies are being followed, that, outreach is being done. I also um, do other things, more of the technical assistance. Uh, I can look up business plans. I um, I can provide classes. I can recommend uh, what other partner they can go to because we need to tailor our, um, our services because oftentimes when we talk about uh, min- minorities, they may not feel welcome just walking into any space. So we need to be aware of this and make sure that when we make a connection, we make it um, with an individual uh, at an agency where uh, the uh, MWBE feels comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're you're not new to this. You know, you're not this is not your first rodeo. You uh did some of this type of work also with the Western Women's Business Center too, correct? I did. I did and I worked uh Mountain Biz Works too. And uh with uh the Western Women Business Center, I had the opportunity with a very nice gentleman um 
named Joe Green, we, uh, we started what used to be called the African American Business Association. And um, that was, um, uh, that was amazing to me that we were able to bring uh, such a large group of uh, African Americans who wanted to start their business or were doing business already. And um, that was a great success, which I think is still continuous until today. Wow, I didn't know that. You started the, the AABA with Joe Green? Yes, Joe Green and That's I. That's powerful. That's when powerful. And I, I worked at the Western Women Business Center. Yeah, you know, I actually do a podcast for the African American Business Association right now as well. So, oh, yeah, nice. that yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, we were looking for a place, like I said, like we were looking for a place where the black business owners felt comfortable and welcome, and and they knew that we were doing something special for them. You know, so that's why uh, we created that. Yeah. That is awesome. Thank you very much for being you and Joe Green visionaries on, on that. And so um, and, and look forward to some future developments as it relates to the African-American Business Association and how we could tie that back with the city of Asheville and, you know, getting more um, resources out, you know, to BIPOC and minority businesses uh, in the city. And I, and I like the fact of how you stated how you hate the word minority, but it's a, the federal word, and that's sticking right with your uh, uh, your job as your main focus to ensure that the bids for contracts to work with the city have proper inclusive language. And so, you know, thank you for being consistent in that way. Absolutely. One of my main um, motivations for doing this work is to work on removing barriers and providing resources, such as trying to change policies, uh, procedures, um, things like that, that will affect uh, and impact uh, the success of our communities. Yeah, so that kind of brings me to the next question is, what, why do minority businesses need, you know, or seem like, you know, we need so much additional support, or, or, or do we? I don't think all, um, again, minority businesses need the extra support, but there are some who do. And that is because, unfortunately, we know that through um, uh, systemic racism, right? Uh, for example, Black business and Latino businesses do not have uh, intergenerational wealth, intergener intergenerational business knowledge that's passed down from generation to generation. So um, we start um, with businesses who are already at a disadvantage. So we have to bring them up to the same level as those um, white or Caucasian-owned business owners who grown in a home with a parent uh, or, or a grandfather or uncle have owned their business at the end, they've seen this business grow and they lived in that in that world or they have the resources because, you know, wealth, um, it's predominantly in, in, in the white communities, right? So um, because of that, um, we work uh, extra hard to provide equity, to bring equity to what we do when it comes to minority-owned firms, because we know that they did not have the advantages and, and still do not have the advantages that uh, 
a lot of white owned uh, businesses do. Yeah, that's awesome. And thank you for being, you know, in there to to see that through uh, as it relates to being a resource for uh, BIPOC uh, business owners and those that are looking to, 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 to go into business in the city of Asheville. Now, does your department also, with what you do, um, offer like coaching uh, and, and assistance to uh, those, you know, minority or BIPOC businesses that are striving to, to open up or launch their business? Um, anytime a business owner has a, a, a question, they're welcome to come to me. If I am the best person to uh, serve them, I will continue to work with them. If I am not the best person, I will refer them to uh, someone at Mountain Biz Works or the Western Women Business Center or the Small Business Center. So, uh, you know, I will always do one-on-one coaching. Um, also, we do the Ice House program, which is an entrepreneurial mindset um, that I, I facilitate. And we are bringing uh, in the next uh, few months a new, a brand new program that is um, meant for businesses that are making about $150,000 or more a year, and they are looking to scale up. And we will have more information about uh, that program uh, in the next uh, few weeks in our newsletter. Yeah, and I also provide, before COVID, I hate to say this, but before COVID, we we were doing like coffee meetups, coming in and, and have a cup of coffee and meet the people, the project managers, the, the people at the city who you may be working with. Um, we, I also uh, did lunch and learns. You know, I wanna try, um, as soon as COVID stabilizes, uh, I wanna start doing those again because we, I had a good reception and I felt like they were really beneficial to the community. But uh, with that said, I wanna ensure that uh, the safety of our community also comes first. I don't wanna start bringing people in and then something happens. But yeah, uh, we do provide um, programs, classes, trainings, one-on-one coaching. uh, And uh, you can always look at our newsletter. We also have a Facebook page um, and you can look there for upcoming um, training and classes opportunities. Very good. And you pulled that right out of my mind because I was that was the next question I was going to ask you was dealing with the ice house and, you know, being a uh, participant in the ice house slash uh, 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 low key co-facilitator with it. Uh, um, it, it, it was definitely um, an enjoyable and a, a learning experience uh, dealing with that as we're looking into the mindset of, you know, a different time even, right? A different time uh, uh, um, in context and then, you know, different challenges with that different time, but still the great mindset of developing that business. And so I think that that was one of the greatest lessons I learned from the Ice House training was, you know, the mindset, regardless of the time that you're in or even the challenges, but having that mindset to, to overcome those challenges to launch that business. And so, yeah, that was, that was a phenomenal experience. 
Thank you, Jason. Thank you for helping me out during that time, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we do. So tell me something. What is your definition of leadership? To me, a leader helps people around them um, by um, encouraging them, telling them, hey, maybe this class or that class will be best for you so that you can grow in your career, providing support um, that way, listening. Um, a lead, to me, a leader is not a boss. Anyone can say, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. That, that's not a leader. We, a leader leads by example. If I'm going to tell someone that I work with, we need to go out into the community, uh, I'm, I'm not going to send them into the community, and I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not going out into the community. No, I will go out into the community. The person that works with me will go out into the community, and we – we want to lead by example. We just don't want to talk. We want to do it. Um, and it means having a lot of respect and trust uh, of other individuals, right? Uh, to me, that's very important. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So helping other people uh, really by encouraging them and empowering them. So, yeah, that's excellent. Uh, if you can give our audience three leadership tips, you know, this is for uh, those that are looking to go into the leadership field, those that are in the leadership field and may be having challenging moments, you know, or, or, or those that are just wanting to know more or be inspired more. So do you have three leadership tips for Absolutely. our audience? Absolutely. Uh, to me, the first one is um, support and help grow others around you. That, to me, is very important. That's how we're going to grow the next generation of leaders. That's how we're going to grow the next generation of expertise. Uh, always encourage them. Sometimes the, 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 uh, the people around you uh, that you're supporting and trying to help grow, they may feel like, well, this is really not for me. I'm not, I'm not at that level yet. And just encourage them. You're not at that level yet, but for when you are, hey, go take this class. Because when you get there, you're going to be like, ah, I already did that. Ah, yeah. I already know that. And finally, the third is recognize and be respectful of our differences. We are all different. We all, um, not only uh, in perspective, but taste every everything right and we just have to recognize that we are different that we are not all the same and that everyone has something to give because of our differences very good thank you for those those were excellent excellent tips um is there anything else that you would like to let our audience know about the work that you do um any events that are coming up closing comments, and even contact information? Sure. Um, you can contact me at my email. That is rmolkehi at ashevillenc.gov. Um, ask me questions, anything that you, 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 you think you may need. I will be teaching a three-part class uh, through AB Tech um, Small Business Center this fall. 
It's a three-part class that I teach on uh, government procurement. And I teach that class because I often have people coming to me asking um, that, telling me basically that they want to do business with the city. Uh, unfortunately, if they don't provide a product or a service that the city um, contracts with, there is absolutely nothing that I can do. I can recommend them going to other agencies and stuff, uh, but um, that does not happen when they wanna work with the city. So uh, this class that I do, the very first is a three-part class, as I said. The first class tells you what you need to do to uh, ensure that you're not wasting your time uh, trying to get a contract with the city because, for example, we, we, we do not purchase or procure that service. Um, and I also go a little bit into detail that I, we often get proposals. And if someone sends me a proposal, most likely uh, I don't have the power, I don't have the authority to say, yes, let's do this because um, it hasn't been programmed into our budget. Uh, so if you want to send a proposal or something like that, um, I would look at past purchases and then decide if you want to send the proposal and send it to the person who has procured the services before. And then uh, you can CC me and I will always um, vouch and, and support uh, the work. Um, what else? Um, we, we have the, uh, the class that I talk, talked about earlier coming up soon that should be in our newsletter. And we also have a, um, an ice house class coming up soon uh, in the next uh, eight, six to eight weeks. Um, I still have to finalize some dates. Some of the um, issues that, that I'm having right now, just so that people don't think I'm wishy-washy with my my classes is that we don't know what's happening with COVID, right? So I, I wanna do in person, but what if something happens? Uh, I'm trying to find a place where it can be like a hybrid if it's needed. Uh, so yeah, so more information is gonna come up soon um, in our newsletter and it will be posted on our Facebook page. Very good. Yeah, that COVID has everyone, you know, uh, really taking a closer look at their safety protocols, yeah. um, you know, to make sure that, you know, people are OK. And so, yeah, we definitely will understand that. And thank you. Thank you very much. And listen, uh, Rosanna, it has absolutely been a blast. Um, you, you know, so I, I want to kind of say something real quick. Many people may not realize that you hailed from, from Panama, but you've been here for 29 years or so. Yeah. Um, but you coming from, so how has that experience, you know, yourself been, you know, uh, he, here in, in the States and then having to, you know, go into the city of Asheville and, and get the, uh, get to do the work that you get to do. Like, how has that experience been? Um, I think that coming from from Panama, <laughs> a diverse country, um, I um, that's basically I think what propels me to want to continue to do this work, knowing that uh, 
I came to this country uh, thinking that it was one thing and it, 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 it wasn't. I'm not saying it is a bad country or nothing like that. But I was used to in Panama, you know, it did not matter if someone was black or white or or Chinese or Japanese or Indian from India or native Panamanian. You you just got along with everyone and you know, every everyone was the same. And when I came to this country and um I'm being told that um I don't belong because of my accent or because um, perhaps the way I look, it, it was a little bit um, disheartening. Um, I haven't had that issue at the city. They have been very, very open, um, very, very kind. Um, but I've had that issue at other agencies that I worked for, um, you know, and uh, yeah, so uh, I think that the city is very supportive and uh, yeah, it was a big shock <laughs> coming to this country and seeing that um, I was not considered the same as everyone else. Um, I, I was talking with someone today and I was telling them, you know, often people think I'm stupid or I'm dumb when they hear my accent, but that is not the case. And, if, right. you know, and, and people often want to assume that because we're not white, we uh we do not have the same qualifications or that we, we don't uh, know as much as, as some other white person may, may do, but that, that is absolutely wrong. We're just as smart, we're just as bright, we're just as you know, deserving as anyone else. Yeah, absolutely, I agree 100%. Well, listen, uh, Rosanna of the Business Inclusion Office in the, Asheville, the city of Asheville, it's definitely been a blast, and thank you, and you're always invited uh, to be a part of this podcast, and you take care. Thank you, Jason. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Are you promoting the right people into leadership positions? How do you know? How do you measure the outcomes, and are they the outcomes you're looking for? Please visit www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com. Com. Again, www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com and request a half-hour conversation to assess if we can address your leadership development needs. Oh, and by the way, always remember that leadership is influence and service. Thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast with our special guest, Ms. Rosanna Mulcahy from the Business Inclusion Office of the City of Asheville. And she spoke uh, about, you know, developing minority businesses, some of the challenges and some of the resources that are available for minority businesses to overcome those challenges. She gave us three excellent, uh, excellent leadership tips. Number one is support the growth of those that are around you support the growth of those that are around you and i think that's an excellent leadership tip because again you know millennials and gen xers are all about growth and development opportunities so if those opportunities are there for them uh you know again that's a benefit or an added benefit for your company number 2 she says encourage others around you encourage 
others around you. And then number three, she said, you know, recognize the differences uh, and appreciate the differences in others that are around you. So those are three excellent leadership tips. Thank you so much, Rosanna. Here at JM Leadership Development, our primary goal is to help assist your company in filling or building your leadership bench. If you would like for us to do a keynote uh, at your next event or to have a half hour conversation about building or filling your leadership bench, please don't hesitate to reach out. Email is info at jmleadershipdevelopment.com. The phone number is 828-333-7234 and we will respond promptly. In the meantime, please share and like you know this podcast out on many podcast platforms such as Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. In the meantime, always remember that leadership is influence and service.